welcome to the podcast, the Polarized Podcast. I am the Polarized host slash forever guest, James. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we are talking about Warcraft the movie, a polarizing movie. This movie fits the description of having polarizing reviews, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, our movies here uh, are divisive amongst the audiences and the critics on this website. Um, either audiences love it or critics hate it, vice versa. One of those things. This one, the critics, not a fan of this one. They gave it a 29%, this Warcraft movie. Uh, the audience gave it a 76%. Pretty, pretty divisive, pretty polarizing. We're on a video game series right now. We've done Pokemon. We did Uncharted last week. And now it's time to jump into the world of Warcraft. Uh, I will not be alone on this adventure. It would uh, require a, a partner, a trusting partner over these last over 50 episodes that we've gotten through. On this podcast of ours, he has been my trusty right-hand man in this polarized kingdom that has yet to take the portal into Warcraft's uh, Azeroth. But today, the polarized kingdom is creating a portal, and we are traveling into Azeroth. I can be the Gul'dan. You can be the Medivh, if you care. Brandini. We're the bad guys. Okay, I love We're the bad guys. We're opening that portal. Polarized Kingdom is destitute. We've ra ravaged all the resources of polarizing movies, and now we need to cross over into video game land and, and journey into Azeroth. But enough, enough of my rambling. I want this guy to start talking now. It's his turn. It's the great Brandini, hailing from the Polarized Kingdom. The, the, um... Representative Gul'dan, or no, you're the Medivh of this kingdom. I'm the Gul'dan for some reason, but I, I, I will take that. How's it going there, great Brandini? You ready to talk some Warcraft? Hey, Loktar, my polar bears. Hey, Loktar. Loktar. <laughs> for the Horde. For the Horde. For the yeah. Horde, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Horde boys over here. Horror boys, man, I'm fucking pumped to do this episode in particular because I feel like, uh, you know, video game uh, movies, the like the bad, like I I know this world the most is what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, man, uh, I'm excited to talk about. You've it. been around the Warcraft world, world of Warcraft for a while. Uh, yeah, for a while, you were one of the inaugural. Uh, characters in that in that world that was uh the mmo mm. that was created when we were like 14 i think it was 2004 when it came out so yeah. we're like mm. the perfect perfect age uh to jump in but even before that you played was it warcraft 3 was your yeah was your first journey warcraft I mean, into, yeah right uh warcraft 3 reign of chaos yeah um, and then what was the what was the uh is it frozen throne whatever that deal the expansion Yep, Frozen Throne. Frozen Throne. The oh, that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Was, was it Arthas? Was that his name? Like the the evil uh -huh. guy? Mm -hmm. God, that right. was awesome. So now, we, he, uh, Arthas was a big deal in Reign of Chaos. So if Frozen Throne starts getting into like Arthas as the um, mm -hmm. yeah, it goes bad, as, right? 
he goes bad in reigns of chaos and then oh, okay. frozen throne is about him as the um like he is now the um oh what is his name uh like the the not a death death knight is the in the game what the class is but he is the becomes the penultimate villain and yeah it takes reign of chaos warcraft 3 then the expansion builds on his descent and his overall like uh yeah him being like the big bad guy but regardless so just to get yeah we're I mean, already Warcraft, getting into the lore folks we're getting we're getting oh, neck deep into warcraft lore because that's what this is i mean that's that's what this is presenting and this is like one of the most steeped in lore video game franchises out there like it's so it's so expansive this this world like they Absolutely. not only like and if you're unfamiliar with video games or whatever like yeah i don't know why you would pick this this episode but if you are um you know it was this it was it's been different types of games it started out as like uh an rts kind of game warcraft right yeah that was like the first Absolutely. warcraft one through three just called warcraft and then after th after three and that expansion they create this mmo world of warcraft and it was just a seismic event when they did that i remember how big of a deal turning on world of warcraft was and it hasn't turned off to this to this day in 2022 it has mm -hmm. been on since then that's and it's just an, an amazing thing that the servers in that world has just been going and, and thriving and it's unchanging in, in its own way kind of uh yeah as its own society as well um and absolutely and you've seen yeah. it kind of change over the years you've seen all these different there. Yeah. things uh come in and out and uh so for them to take this on as a property as a movie makes sense because it is so popular yeah. like worldwide um i think a lot of audiences would be interested in jumping into something like this um, but also, where do you put your foot in the door in in this big world? Because uh, I'm sure in your history as as a player, there's just been so many different storylines. So, uh, I mean, generally, is this a storyline that begins with or something you're familiar with from like Warcraft three or World of Warcraft? Or is this go, go, go back even further to just the first couple of games? Or is it just kind of taking a stew of all the different uh, elements of the world and kind of creating its own separate sort of story within itself. Yeah. Great question. So all of the elements in here have been discussed in Warcraft three, mm -hmm. a lot of the Duratan like stuff. The characters and some big characters. Mm -hmm. Like Duratan, our like main orc character, he is featured in Frozen Throne because there is a, um, uh, a whole storyline about uh you know what this movie essentially the plot of this movie is is that where did the orcs come from because a lot of people in their you know when it comes to just playing warcraft the, the conflict between humans and orcs has always been there it's the core conflict in these games um and then really so much of like warcraft the rts games the expansion and all of that is just building this world really out that allowed it to be you know to lend itself to create the world of warcraft because it has a lot of things to pull from and a lot of things have been explained and have happened that uh you know that yeah uh, it, you can extrapolate into like oh this zone this event mm -hmm. these people all of that yeah i mean god it is it, i'm just you know thinking about my relationship with this video game um 
it's really crazy to think about because I just remember when Warcraft three came out, uh, it, you know, an RTS for any, for people who aren't familiar is like a top down, uh, strategy game. So RTS stands for real time strategy. And what it is, is like you build bases and you build like units or like, uh, guys that fight and then you go fight other people. And that's the core mechanic of the game is building bases and getting into battles. And, I the success of this franchise and the success of this world and IP whatever is it been so much of taking something that is it, it, taking that format and uh, just including so many cutscenes, so paying time to character to story uh, to yeah make it um, you know keep people interested and build this world out and make people fanatics of it and yeah so just like a brief synopsis I, to get in you know for Warcraft is, is that, I love that idea you know, before you move on that idea yeah. of like yeah doing that like it was a top down sort of you're a sort of almost like God kind of kind of controlling like. The ecosystem mm -hmm. and from militaristic things like to battle strategy economy yeah. and, and 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 things like that and, and strategies and all that stuff and then that you take that and then moving into yeah i keep mentioning world of warcraft how you go into that as like oh you're just going to be one singular singular character within that sort of big system so that was just so exciting mm -hmm. and an interesting different perspective to look at it but yeah continue yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that was I remember being so groundbreaking and I just want to say too, like with my history of it, I remember so vividly of like going into electronics boutique and seeing the game featured and a big thing at the time is can your computer handle it? Because, uh, you mm -hmm. know, previously the Warcraft franchise, the Warcraft one and two, um, which I remember being like in a bundle at Costco that you could get. And it was yeah, a two like battle it was chest a, or I guess that was the Warcraft. The battle, the battle chest, yeah, chess, the yeah. battle chest. Uh huh. But those games were two D, and so and the Diablo battle chest and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And Warcraft Three was like this is a three D RTS in a time where that was so like required so much computing power that mm -hmm. people normal people didn't have and i just remember like uh you know going to look at that warcraft 3 and, and looking at the required uh, or recommended specs for your computer and be like i don't know if I, i'm gonna be able to do this mm -hmm. and just at a time too it's just uh, you know a lot of games computer games were like that where you would go into it and you're like oh, i don't know if my computer's gonna be able to handle this and obviously since i was a kid i wasn't like you know so much of a i i wasn't at the age where i could just be buying you know per, uh, um, part uh, computer parts well, so it, not up. only that but it's also a subscription-based service which wasn't For world of warcraft super yeah, yeah world, of, world of warcraft where that wasn't like a super normal thing for a lot of games mm -hmm. that was like yeah and i don't think that fit was it 15 dollars a month right off the bat has it always been that has it gone uh, up, 13. up or down 13 it, it was it was like 13 um i want to say it was 13 but it could have been 15 the, the way that they always did it is if you prepaid for say a year it would be 12 bucks per month broken out but if you were to just do it by month it would be uh 13 to 15 dollars i can't mm. remember exactly what it was by month but yeah having a subscription service for world of warcraft it's a lifestyle like uh but world of warcraft is being an 
MMO, a lot of it is your own adventure in this. And the Warcraft 3 and the War, you know, Reign of Chaos and Frozen Throne was a story and it, you're, it's not like you are a character and then whatever right, right. which which is what's so exciting about mmos i you know don't want to downplay that but like the i just to build this you know get us into this movie is, is that so much of this movie is based on what was happening in the warcraft uh three franchise uh, you know section of these games because the warcraft three games had were very had a lot of interesting story elements to it, had a lot of cutscenes, had a lot of cinematics. Uh, you, I mean, the game Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos, I watched the opening cinematic for the game, and it starts with Medivh. Um, so the way timeline wise is there's three uh, world wars that are in the history of Warcraft. This uh, movie in particular focuses on the first war. Warcraft 3 is you know they're not one to one there's definitely some liberties here but like they happen somewhat close where medivh is a um is a guardian a very 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 powerful mage and he brings the orcs into the into azeroth and um along with them uh well no so the orcs were there in the game he brings the burning legion so he brings the fell which we see uh play a part in this movie and that's how reign of chaos starts is there's you know warcraft one and warcraft two have orcs and humans against each other warcraft three is like the start of the second war where the burning legion is becomes a factor and then the orcs and the humans ultimately by the end of the game and then the night elves and it really all the inhabitants of azeroth have to come together to fight the burning legion so like what this movie is doing is definitely taking some liberties to change the story but you know what is really to its credit it fundamentally gets mm -hmm. where people, you know, where things are coming from and understands the lore and the story relatively mm -hmm. well, yeah. um, which is, you know, to start kind of, yeah, talking positively about the movie. I think this movie does well to fans of the franchise mm -hmm. because there is a lot of things that they're going to be familiar with. And even though, yes, again, like I've already explained, like there are some differences, um, it is a lot of fun fundamentals are still there like yeah. gold dan is in there and gold dan plays a huge part of the you know uh part of the games you know in it, it, yeah all throughout because he is the um he's such a like a strong association to the burning legion which is like if anybody who hasn't played the games would seen the movie like Kinda the like, burning legion like specter no it's like um the burning legion is is the epitome of like the fell and burning legion are very similar so fell like in this in the world of warcraft and we see it play in the movie a little bit is, is there's these bigger forces at work where there's more like evil demonic powers and then there is you know uh more light powers of uh courage uh you know um uh intelligence and prosperity and things like that and so there's like you know that's at play along with you know just a very straightforward conflict between uh orcs and humans and then you know again like warcraft 3 reign of chaos the big um 
just to get in a brief overview of that is so the conflict between orcs and humans has happened so like where we are at in this movie is the orcs are coming in so that's already happened in the games but they're still in conflict humans and orcs are still at each other the but warcraft 3 introduces the scourge and uh the burning legion those are those are similar parts of a the uh they're like different sides of the same coin essentially is they're both uh agents of chaos and evil that uh you know if left unchecked will are their pursuit is to try to take over the world and that is why it's very important for and you know kind of an undercurrent and thing we see uh you know fostering and uh not ben fostering but fostering (laughs) in this uh movie is the orcs and the humans need to work together in order to fight a greater evil Mm -hmm. and yeah so like well maybe this is like is too early to go in but you're kind of touching on it already but uh i do i did generally enjoy this movie but the thing i was was curious about um was and it 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 wasn't super necessary but like the origin and the actual and a little bit more of the properties of the fell and what the fell is because you've mentioned it a few times already you've related it to this burning legion thing um and it seemed like they were about to touch on a little bit of like where it's from with the book. And is it, yeah. uh, Calgar? What's his Calgar? Yeah. Cadgar. Cadgar is like, and he talks to the, what's the, oh, there's so many terms it starts with an a, that woman that is that was that Glenn close. It almost looked like Glenn close. It almost looked like Glenn close. Yeah, for but sure. She, I, I, she I was like yeah. some other earlier version of a guardian kind of like an, and then yeah. she was talking uh-huh. about the dangers of the fell. And I kind of, I like the idea of it being a mystical evil that you don't fully understand. Like it, you mm. don't need to fully understand. It could be so ancient sort of prime evil sort of thing that it doesn't, it's almost unexplainable. It's just like pure essence of, of evil or something. And the properties mm. itself is it's, it's draining of life. But when you have something so kind of vague, that's supposed to explain it such as lightness and the darkness and darkness and the lightness sort of thing, it just doesn't really mean that much to me like you know i i uh, it's a little bit more of something that i was just curious about but also they're effective at making me curious so it's like i can't i can't fault them too much but is there a little bit more of that in the game at all or is it Absolutely. just like, okay yeah, yeah I, I figured for, it's a big for sure. it's a big deal but you know what instead of like getting to you know because i'm I, the, I'll, the I'll, sucking I'll, of the life out of people and animals <laughs> is like so effective and actually like as not sort of violent and as censored as a lot of the other movie is, which Warcraft kind of is, is cartoony and it's not really meant to be graphic or anything. But the, it, the, this life, movie the is. life draining stuff is very like, and like, I don't know. It's spooky, it very spooky. And it's very, it, it, oh it's my effective. God. Yeah. Um, obviously i'll continue you know hearkening back to like the lore of this Mm -hmm. and all but i think you know to build off of what you're saying you know and something to talk about like to critique get into in this discussion and you know something that we've done in the the past uh video game movies is you know this this as a movie has somewhat of a requirement to appeal to people who don't understand the source material. Mm -hmm. And that's a really difficult thing to do, obviously, because very rarely are video game movies successful. And so 
creating when you make a movie there it's such a balancing act i guess fundamentally the thing i want to like get into and start the discussion on is you know you can present like this movie i would say does more so than the latter of kind of walking you through things as somebody who doesn't understand the lore um it gets it it, it just just it accepts that the people who are seeing this are fans and feeds more into that than somebody who is a more average movie goer who's like, oh, I want to see a spectacle. I want to see a big action movie, fan fantasy, sci-fi movie, you know, because you have to imagine that at its core from the movie specifically, this would like to um, court people who are even though they may not know about warcraft lore they have you know maybe they're really into dune or maybe really into lord of the rings and so they can understand that because yeah. 2004 you know, when world of warcraft came out yeah that was right lord of the rings time absolutely. it was perfect timing yeah and so in order to do that you do have to have an explanation you do have to get into the specifics but for somebody who does understand the lore, you could, you know, get a little bored. Like, yeah, I know why this is the case. I understand why the what the relationship is between, you know, this element and that element. And it is it's this movie is fascinating to me in juxtaposition to the other movies, because. This. Honors more of the people who understand Warcraft more than the other movies because obviously we talked about with uncharted is really like yeah you don't have to watch the video game it's so glossy so straightforward you know and it yeah it has some um easter eggs or whatever but fundamentally it also two makes a lot of choices to not be like the video game and be more like a movie a straightforward movie and i also think too that uh, um warcraft or uncharted uncharted oh. uncharted does that yeah where i'd say uh, i mean warcraft for it, it's surprising how effective that it is at uh catering and being mm -hmm. uh, focused right. also towards people who may just be casually walking in as a fan of fantasy and dungeons and dragons or lord of the rings or whatever brings brings you into this world if you don't know a lot of warcraft and this go around from not uh, remembering the last time I saw what we should talk about is how down to earth the story kind of is <laughs> for how big, a big of a world this, this is right. and how, how the scale is just massive and you could go any which way, but they hone in on orcs, humans and the humanity specifically, and also keep it incredibly and, grounded with dirt tan story. And, just a, yeah, like, and a few characters and actually get really give the time to the characters of each. Yeah. And each, each one having like stakes and then those come into their own fruition and there's real consequences to those stakes and risks, risks and rewards for, uh, you know, the, the auxiliary characters and the secondary characters, uh, I think are, given enough time as well to have their own kind of satisfying ends too. Like what, whether it's like the war chief, like the, the guy with the hand that gets cut off Black or something. Hand. Yeah. Or like the, um, Lothar's kind of, mm -hmm. uh, se secondhand guys and everything. And like the queen and, um, yeah, and like his son, of course, which, you know, yeah. every, everybody's got, it's kind of, and it's got this tragedy to it. They're not 
scared to add like tragic elements as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, just, it's a it's somewhat grounded grounded story of of men and humans and orcs, which is something baseline that you can kind of get on board for, and then that gives them extra license to uh, globe trot around around the different areas and see different mm-hmm. cities. But you're going there with Lothar or uh, what's the uh, main orc? A Duratan. Duratan, yeah, and uh. I, yeah, I just had I had to mention that, but I mentioned also the first time I saw this movie. I don't know if we'd mentioned you and I had seen this movie together in theaters when it came out. When and I came thought out. that was yeah. worth mentioning. You know, it was like a very hot summer day, and we were looking for just like right now, man. I know it's kind of funny how it works. <laughs> we're in like mm-hmm. another hot summer day t- talking about this movie, um, and it was yeah, it was like I just remember going into the movie theater, uh, and you know, just getting pretty stony baloney before and sitting in a nice cool theater and kind of just like, and we, I think we went to AMC with like the foot rests and everything too. And so we just, it was so cozy at it, but I like honestly didn't remember like anything about the movie. And I oh, think, yeah. it, I think a lot of it did go over my head, but I was more locked in this time around and it was rewarding. Yeah. I think I was checked out going into it last time because to be honest, when you asked me, I was like, oh, you actually want to see the Warcraft movie? Because I just I saw the trailer. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm not actually going to go see it. And then, you know, you're you're like, oh, we're, let's go do it. I think you had some coops for the movie theater and stuff, too. I so. did my yeah. Something about like I, I think my dad had given me uh, like a gift card he got of, of some kind. And it's like, yeah, man, because we both lived uh, together in Sherman Oaks, L.A. And like we didn't have central AC and that area of L.A. gets hot as mm-hmm. a motherfucker the in, the, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the summer. And. Yeah, it must have been. I think that day was like 105. You know, we go to see the movie. It was like three o'clock or something around there. We get out and it's like seven o'clock or something to that effect. And it's still just like mm-hmm. humid and miserable. But like in those moments, like so we, we went to we went to a city walk, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We went to City Walk, which the AMC theater there was fairly new, really nice theater. It's just it's funny to think about it now, too, is because that AMC, the, they did a reconstruction. We got to experience it, but there were still like sections of the inside that weren't fully um, like done yet. Like they they kind of had that um, uh, like not fully clear plastic hanging up in certain areas where you're just like, Oh, this is under construction. Oh, I don't remember that. I do remember but, seeing the, the original, the mummy in 1999 for my ninth, I think it was my ninth birthday that that was when that, when the mummy came out, I think right. 1999. That yeah. sounds right. And, yeah. uh, my friend brought me to universal studios for my birthday. It was what a good friend. And, uh, then we spent the whole day at Universal Studios. And then at the end of the day, we went to go see The Mummy. Uh, probably wasn't an AMC, but it was at that theater, whatever theater it was at that time. So they couldn't have had the ride at that point, right? Oh, uh, which one? The Mummy ride? Yeah. No, the movie there. had just come out. But they did have yeah. like this little uh, like thing out in front, which was looked like a little tomb. And then you walked in and it was like sand. And they had a bunch of little trinkets from the movie, props from the movie. And I saw the scarabs. And I, yeah. saw the, and I saw the book and I was nine years old and I saw that before going into the movie theater. I'm like, this is real. Like this stuff is real. And those, Which, scar- those scarabs were like, Ooh, scary. 
Uh, but I had, so, oh, I had such a good time. And they had Terminator uh, 2 props, too, because that ride had just uh Yes, happened. that was a big the, deal. The, like, God, 3D, do you remember those the 3D the... auditorium mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, God, that was the, the coolest thing. And I was... It was what was it? it was like uh on nickelodeon there would always be those fucking commercials for uh going yeah. to universal studios mm-hmm. and it's like oh uh, you know it's the a bunch of kids being like yeah, yeah we're like by the globe and they're like oh and uh, here's all these you know ips and all of that and i just yeah i will always remember uh, <laughs> those trailers having the the metal uh t whatever yeah, uh, yeah. you know coming out and being like "Ooh, i'm a cop metal guy yeah <laughs> It's cool, man. It kind of pushed along the story in a, in a way too. It's like I, I was. I feel like it's canon. I feel like that that whole thing is canon because uh, it's like it's during it's in the future and and stuff. So it's like and there's all this there's some time traveling elements. There's like real people running around with the 3D screen, and then there's like a real uh what a T1000 or whatever that pops up, and then they shoot all this like fog into the crowd at the end. So much so that you can't see the person sitting next to you. It was, it was so cool. And then I, you know, I went like a few years later and then the, the fog wasn't as strong. I could see the person next to me. So it was like cool that I experienced it when it first came out. Uh, this has been Universal Studios talk. It was, it's, it's, uh, you know, memories. This movie is, this movie's a ride. So, I mean, to get back, uh, get us back on. Yeah, Blizzard on World. Top. They need to make Blizzard World. It's Which in, is a le- Overwatch. It's a level. It's Overwatch, an Overwatch. So yeah. Oh it. my God. Yeah, and they could actually do it if they would uh, not be sexually assaulting their employees, uh, you know, and making terrible decisions when it comes to their games. Oh, yeah. Like, there's there's, there's a a company with Activision. Yeah, they're in fucking hot water. Yeah, and so much of it is uh, that fucked up thing about prioritizing profits over creativity. And I just want to say, like, um, you know, in the history of Blizzard, right, like this came out before those allegations. Obviously, they were still happening. So I'm sure plenty of people were like, yeah, I really like Warcraft 3. But knowing about, you know, having worked on it or having somebody that because Blizzard is uh, for has always been in Irvine, I want to say. Maybe probably it, it, I don't know. It was in a in a smaller studio somewhere else, but like for the most, by and large, they've been in Irvine, and um, yeah, like it's uh, it's just Blizzard as a company is so fa- fascinating because um, I think that they definitely had a hand in the art direction of this movie that makes this movie more successful than it could have not been with its visuals in the sense that i think a lot of adaptations of you know video games graphic novels whatever like if you you know and we saw this backlash with um sonic right is if you don't get the art direction down for something that is a like comes from a video game which is such a visual thing like you're like you yeah you have such an incredibly strong association to the visuals of a video game uh uh video being in the in the fucking word and if you don't get that down then that immediately you're you're gonna lose and we talked about it with the no mustache on that Sully guy. Uh, no mustache. What are you? What are you doing? You don't get it. <laughs> but visually, I fucking dug this. Like, it was. It was faithful. I, However, you really... feel about like Warcraft animation and like 
yeah some sure, people sure. think that oh it's a little cartoony and blocky and stuff like that but they updated but, in this movie but and that's if, kind that's kind of some of the elements of it but it's like very faithful and it just it just looks just like how how the game does especially all the yeah. all the alliance armor and and like their shields and the, the swords orcs are and, awesome oh my i God, love the, orcs, the way the orcs look really cool and it's like they're I, so cool i'm not I, I'm not a, I try not to be like a prude about CG stuff and everything, but it's just sometimes it's hard for me to like fully invest or get into it. And I was another thing I was surprised at was like how into the dialogue scenes I was with like full orc CG and just, I was fully in on him and his wife and, and oh their, God, their story together and his like fellow fellow orc brethren and stuff. The only the thing that the bald head like guy, didn't work I, for me as well as some of the, the action. guy I would play in the movie. What is it? What oh, his buddy, his buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. like something with his hammer. His like something like bone hammer. Oh, his hammer like, was so because cool. she, his, she was like Draka, like right when she before, yes. before she Draka. left. She's like, which is I will in, remember uh, you bone hammer or something, and then he's like, mm-hmm. and then he just fucks up some dude with a some orc with the with a hammer. But yeah, it, like I love all, something like, to the, be said about Draka down, real quick is that she was in shadowlands so me me and you have played shadowlands and that name in in shadowlands the like the core story of it is is that there is a fracturing between like essentially heaven and hell and azeroth and so you go into this like afterlife essentially and there are these like very stereotypical zones that represent like uh ways like kind of fundamental like ethos in life and there's this war world where like once you come into it it's uh you're in this coliseum of death or whatever and the story there is is that there's all of these warring factions who are very orcish and also have like skeleton stuff and draka is like the protagonist of that of you know in a just Mm. similar to this movie is is like war could turn people into you know gold dance where you're like well a fundamental part of war is winning and ownership and being the leader of stuff and that could you could be that by uh stealing people's essence and the evilness of that or you could be like duratan in this where war is fundamental to us but it's because we're fighting for a greater like a a great a better future and that's like i mean that's like their culture they're like vikings or like uh i don't know like it was a game of thrones like the the one that the the guys that are the kraken or whatever the sea people that theon is from and and all that stuff uh, and so removed from game game i know right we knew this like i know i knew this like the back of my hand i read Uh, all the iron islands yeah the iron islands all those great great i forget great yeah great joys yeah yeah great joy theon and great joy all the great joys and they're just like all they're all they do is they like vikings is they just pillage and and plunder and and take what what they want and uh it's just a part of part of their culture but I, i do like that idea of you need you need to come together like adversaries for the greater good and there's this yeah this primeval that we all have to, that they all have to overcome that's greater than everybody and yeah in the newest expansion it is like death is like the life and death is We're in the is, afterlife. Are, the, are, are these are like the the things that are influencing everything which is just greater than everything yeah so okay i like nerded out so hard that so okay this movie starts with the dark portal which is 
iconic in the Warcraft franchise because it is the symbol of the first expansion of World of Warcraft, which again is the greatest selling video game of all time. I know not everybody's played it, but like everyone Warcraft knows is, about it. Yeah. Everybody knows about it. It's the greatest selling video game of all time. They had and you talked about subscriptions being a unique thing and not most games need it. They had tens of millions of people subscribing like that was they were doing double Netflix numbers at a point like it's insane. Like it's such a huge uh, phenomenon again, like you stated and totally important to say, that's why this movie was made. It's like, how could we not take advantage? Almost, I don't, I don't want to be too pessimistic about it, but like, how could no, we not I mean, take advantage of a, such an enormous fan base? Like yeah, we, ha- we, we should provide them. For sure. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I, you know, obviously there's definitely some cash grabbing going on. Oh, but, for sure. And you know again, what, we're though, talking about blizzard here. Like, <laughs> right. We don't have to be so sacrosanct about them. Like, you know. right. Absolutely. Especially now because they are just money hungry SOBs. But okay. So the thing that I was nerding out yeah, about. Yeah. They just is, came out with Diablo Immortal, like the most, yeah, like money grubbing mobile, mobile game ever predatory made. game ever made. Yeah. It's insane. Like, it is the epitome of what's wrong with video games. It's so. Which they used cr- to criticize in the past and now they've become it. So it's, it's, it's interesting where they've, they've gone. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they've been infected with the fell, essentially, and they're like Medivh in this. Mm-hmm. Just you know, but okay. Nerding out mm-hmm. about so there's this portal again. First expansion of World of Warcraft. The what is the world that the orcs are leaving in this movie is a section of the world that out that um burning crusade so i talked about the burning legion right so there there is this uh you go through this dark portal in this warcraft expansion in order to get to essentially the primordial orc territory but it is just a section of it because it's been completely decimated the entire world and so it hangs in the balance in this weird crazy way of like you're like on a floating plateau Mm. and it is but it represents the old orc world Cool. And so in the in the movie there the the portal is up and they go through it and I the visuals of it yeah. are incredible yeah because cool it's almost like they're in space uh-huh. and it made me nerd out specifically you see the tree from floating next to them right there's these things in it but so in Shadowlands the newest expansion for uh, World Warcraft when you are traveling to the different areas of Shadowlands which is like the afterlife essentially there's an area that you're flying through to get there called the in-between and it is very visually similar to what that is so even at that level it this movie gets it Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just really exciting to see that there is such a f- firm understanding of the source material mm. in a video game movie. And it, yeah, I just I had to because like not only was it. It propelled the plot because they're going through this portal that is created by dark magic. All of it is like coming at you. So, again, you know, to coming at it, if you were to come at it from the perspective of, of critics, I've read a lot of reviews and, you know, James will read them uh, towards the end of this podcast. but like. A majority of critics don't know the source material at all. So they're just watching this as a movie. They they get that movies, sci-fi movies exist. Again, you're Lord of the Rings, you're Dunes, you're whatever, you know, you're sci-fi. 
And I feel like I side with that a bit more, but oh, sorry, continue. Or like of yeah, not of but, not fully understanding it, but yeah. And I and I saw it more. And I mm-hmm. and you get it more, yeah. I get it more. Yeah. So I I fundamentally get it more where as a movie, it is understandable that you're like, what is the point? Where are we? What are we doing? What's going on? Um, and yeah, so I get that. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, representing the source material, there's a lot to love about this movie. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it was. I think the first time I watched it and getting locked in and that's I something about this podcast that I've learned a lot from is, yeah, learning how to critically watch movies better and be more attentive and it, like mindfully watching a movie. People talk about mindfully eating or, and, and everything, you know, you know, taking the time to your food, really taste, taste it and meditate on it while you're while you're doing focus on nothing else. And uh, it's been, you know, helping me enjoy movies more and find things the the joy out of it because i'm i'm noticing these these finer details of it and this one you know you were talking about earlier with like the portal and the dark magic and i just have to say like i i love adventure fantasy movies of course like lord lord of the rings and this one's close to that with all the different races there's you know they're pretty much lifting a lot of tolkien stuff right right from uh lord of the rings but i just I love magic, man. I love seeing magic in, in movies like, and this is like really cool. Uh, just my, my adjectives are, are limited. I guess my <laughs> vocabulary is so cool, but I just, I love magic. I like seeing, I like seeing all the magic in this movie portals, like Stargate. I love Stargate. The whole portal portal scene in Stargate is just uh, one of my favorite things. I would like go into my pool in my backyard and pretend I'm like, going into a portal or something oh, like God, right the, like going like breaking the the density like the the viscous part of like the, the top and like oh i'm going through this portal yeah. into the one like start swimming around the bottom like i'm draka going through the Ugh. into azeroth or whatever and it's like i <laughs> you know it's just it, it sparks the imaginative creative side seeing all these different uh races and and uh and creatures and stuff and uh yeah and I think they they did a good job measuring the fan service with a grounded story that people could understand uh, visually without having to have too much explanation. And they also give enough explanation. My I guess my criticism would be like wanting to just learn a little bit more about the fell, but I also learn them or I also love the mysticism of it. Um, but yeah, do you want to go through some of like sweep through some of the story elements of uh, of this movie? Yeah, sure. I mean, we started with the so we're at the portal. So yeah, and that again, dual, gra- that like kind of narration of like welcoming you, welcoming you into the world mm-hmm. and uh, talking you about see the kind of just like a kind of kick-ass duel. I think that's that's almost like the, one of the better action scenes. Is just this, there's actual multiple one-on-ones. I like the one-on-ones, and you you get a duel at the beginning, which is already a fan service, which thing. is. It is because it's uh, like a cinematic in the video game. It, uh, yeah, it, it is really similar. Yeah. It's uh, very similar to uh, I had mentioned already the first cinematic for Warcraft Three: Reign of Chaos. Okay. It's a, it's a, the, it starts off with a voiceover. The, the, I'm talking about the game right now. Is it, uh, the cinematic starts with a voiceover of Medivh talking about the um, he ushers in 
the burning legion so the again the orcs and the humans were already there and then there is a little bit of retconning that goes on but like similar to this uh movie is you know you're getting this voiceover talking about a conflict between orcs and humans and mm-hmm. why they're at odds with each kick-ass other duel. And kick-ass duel you get yeah a great intro into okay so this is these are you know why yeah why what is an orc what what does that mean and all of that and uh yeah, yeah. You, get, you get the portal uh and then you, and you get, so massive i love it it's I love huge it. yeah and it's like i love the green hue the uh, scale of the things are so insane and he's and just sucking the life out of are those draenor yeah because those are going to be the playable characters in the next expansion right in burning legion yeah or not burning legion in uh, burning dra- crusade like oh, i talked I about without I, I thought it was a dragon the next expansion you can play as them right that's a voker is oh, the, the class. Okay. i'm learning here i'm learning folks and, but and then it's dragon it's like drag thor or something like that no Draenor though is the was introduced as the newest race in burning crusade of world of warcraft I see. because Draenor are the like the most ancient orcs essentially cool well yeah they they just have like cages of fucking it's just like upsetting and scary scene cages of of yeah. of people or whatever whatever they are drain or drake or whatever they are and he just sucks all the life out of everybody creates this portal so it's like there's there's a lot going on but you essentially get what's happening he needs the souls of the people this is, and this is the yeah. spell power to create the portal the orcs are going through their their lands are done so and so they're going into and they're just kind of a, a war. Uh, they war is their thing in their culture and, and battle is like how you prove yourself in, in orc culture is like if, if you're the strongest, like you have to prove yourself in battle to to the uh, if you're going to be chieftain or whatever, if you're going to rule a village, you have to be the strong, the physically strongest orc to be able to do that. So that's like paramount. Um, yeah get a really good sense of it. it's a primitive society that operates heavily on tradition yes and the culture cultures of the different factions is such a big part of the games and t- uh you know you really just get the humans and the orcs and in, in this movie but you get touches of the dwarves and the elves which is a, a, like a bummer i i would yeah but again that- it's like that grounded story it's like it really works like you're not you're not too bogged down with like a lot of other stuff you, you know if you have totally right if you had no. three lord of the rings movies even then it's like you learn a little bit of l you know like oh elves and dwarves we were in iron forge for like i guess we were in iron yeah. forge for a hot second i'm like <laughs> oh, I wish we would go back to this. You know, you, the night elves aren't even involved in this story. I yeah. you know, watching this. Like, too, yeah. We're uh, at the meeting too. Meh. And then they're like, <laughs> some of them are like the people guarding the, or no, that's the Kieran torn or whatever that, that is. Anyways. Yeah. The, the, the Dalaran, which yeah, is a Dalaran, big part yeah. of the Legion. Uh, the, I feel like, yeah, we did the Legion expansion when we were leveling our characters. Yeah. I have Warcraft. a paladin you and you were leveling up your death Knights. Uh, death Knight. Yeah. And we, were, and, we were cruising around Dalaran and, and fucking right. Legion. And we, we leveled up characters together. We have, we have a history here with this, <laughs> with this game, with this movie, you know, Dalaran was so cool. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and yeah, it's but no, floating like you, you city of mages. It's incredible. Yeah, oh yeah, like and, and the visual elements of the 
vistas and the cities are amazing I, I think and really fun to like just mm -hmm. you know within a globe trotting sort of adventure like coming in on stormwind or right or whatever it's like yeah. oh man this looks so cool uh and iron forge you brought that one up and see you get a glimpse of that was where lothar is our uh our protagonist and mm -hmm. you get these boomsticks that look really great and really like accurate to to the game and everything too which is fun and uh yeah and, and guns are in in the world and that's just cool that that's a part of it too but they're kind of like uh almost like steampunk sort of sort of yeah guns, you know very unique art style though but mm -hmm. very cool like the fact that they do have guns because it also really i i felt like appreciative of them in the scenes later in the movie when they're fighting the works because Mm -hmm. there's this there's this interesting balance that is being stricken here where the orcs are massive yeah. uh, just pure muscle like wolf easily you look at it and you're like well that obviously is going to overpower a human nine times out of ten but when you introduce guns into it you're like oh it adds power to the humans that then makes the war scenes more balanced where mm -hmm. you're like oh i can understand why they're winning to some degree mm -hmm. and there is some time more armor and like i guess higher grade weapons and what lothar says they fight with their wits I... their wits and their their intelligence because they say that uh -huh. they're smarter than the orcs or whatever which you know it's specious with <laughs> <laughs> We, yeah we're not fully on board yeah with that message lothar, lothar i don't know he uh, seems a little, a little racist little problematic <laughs> um but i like you get <laughs> you get immediately Just tomorrow uh, an article comes out that lothar's <laughs> been me too <laughs> you're um, like yeah well but you start with like a very like just loving down-to-earth scene with uh god i'm gonna mess up all of these names this whole but uh your time with the queen uh no uh uh the Draka? yeah and like mm -hmm. them two in there and they're she's pregnant and they're they're gonna have a baby and that's just like yeah it's clearly like humanizing these if you've never seen an orc before it was it's humanizing the movie is humanizing them and introducing you to orcs and they're just right. living, living things that just want to uh that like want enjoy the same want a better life yeah, yeah not 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 different from from the rest of us and then you also get introduced to uh the the hybrid uh <laughs> it's like a human human orc hybrid yeah. is who's uh the love interest and another garona um the love interest of uh lothar and she's got kind of yeah. like little tiny half tusks and she's got green skin but she's not cg she's a human being um, it's just weird how so or just like how that works. Yeah, it just it, that didn't it. OK, the actress is really great. I feel like so, the, so her mom was the orc, I guess, because she she was seen like the or, her mom was like burned at the stake in front of like the whole in front of all the other orcs or whatever. So she must have already been part of the orc clan. So she maybe she was messing around with a, a human man. It didn't get fully get but into then the yet. portal was just open for the first time or no right so where where did she where did her where mom did meet she, a human yeah yeah the, yeah which is all of this is to be said like this uh, this would get into the heart of the criticism of the movie where it was medivh yeah, that's medivh's like, daughter oh medivh was crossing over medivh's been 
hasn't had sex in so long because he's been working on that uh, clay golem. Where has he been the last six years? He's been messing around care- with orc orc villages. You know, making that clay golem, dude. That clay golem was massive. That was a big. Like, old, how long did that take? Big old clay golem. <laughs> like this is gonna come up later the magic's better up here (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're just we're getting introduced to a lot of a lot of characters lothar gets a request to see the king played by dominic cooper um kind of decked out fully in the the warcraft gear yeah it's a lot of just like hustle and bustle at the beginning of like orcs coming into the portal you get title um you get into more of the human side of things of being it's lothar's sister is the queen so he's his brother-in-law i guess is the king and then uh you get him uh coming in on cadgar who's like researching what is what is cadgar doing in that in that scene when in that room like he comes into into that room and like gets that compass and and like was like what's your deal what are you doing and then cadgar is mm-hmm. like looking up something i guess he's he's kind of a scamp because he ran away from like this mages guild what is it called the kieran torn yeah and uh and he's kind of just like a rogue mage and that's that's their first introduction to each other um so he's kind of got his eye on him i think because he's just yeah it it was like yeah it was weird because there's you don't understand the hostilities what we're getting at he uh Cadgar is just researching uh things because he's just interested in what's going on in the world and that's his mo and his personality is, is that he's just uh he's removed himself from the Kirin tour which is the like you know the prevailing mage uh like conglomerate whatever uh organization and he and then medivh is suspect of him because of him researching things and almost to the point of like he is afraid that he's going to take his job and there's a little bit of animosity of like i'm i should i'm the one who knows these things you don't have to worry about those things and to yeah kind of uh gatekeep information from cadgar and yeah, all of that stuff is very unclear and very confusing as to why people are reacting to other people in that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, uh, that there's like this weird subtext when he he brings Cadgar to Medivh at his like guardians quarters, which is pretty cool, like this big library. And there's just this there's almost like curiosity, interest from Medivh uh, to Cadgar, but also like he's being trepidatious and kind of like commandeering or like just more like uh watch yourself to to cadgar but it's also hard to read because i hate i hate to be mean or anything but the guy who's playing cadgar it's just hard like he's just yeah. not it's not it's not great it's not it's great not it's great. just like there's no subtext with him with you got him acting against ben foster who is all like he a single facial expression emotion a single like f- yeah. physicality of his can like be a fucking page worth of emotion emotional context <laughs> of what he's giving to it and then the guy playing cadgar is just so like straight straightforward with everything he's saying and so it's just hard to get exactly what the rela- relationship dynamic is there and then travis famel i guess we haven't really mentioned him as an actor either i love that guy i love this guy from raised I by wolves this- he's so good yeah. holy shit well, i love him that's- 
I, such piercing eyes. Yeah. I mean, God, he, he, and he just looks so crazed all the time. <laughs> like, Oh man, like he's such a loose cannon. Yeah. What is he going to do? I love it. And, and he's just always so like, it feels like the weight of a million emotions is on him. And he's just like, uh, <laughs> I got so much feeling. Oh this my god! Our, yeah. our second, I, we talked about censor with that was, and then the other, that was the other person from Raised by Wolves, and she's in that uh-huh. that men movie that Alex Garland made that I still need to see. But this Travis Amelli has been Raised by Wolves, and that you know, and the show Vikings he, on History Channel. I think he's he's playing. Oh, Viking! Yeah, okay. Everyone loves that show. Okay, that's probably people will yep. be upset for me not for not mentioning that, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he uh, he was originally a Calvin Klein model, I think, or something like that. He was totally a model. He's he's from Australia. I totally see it. Yeah, he's got he's he's got these piercing eyes, but then kind of yeah, like loose cannon is a great great way to put it. And I think that uh, he brings so much to this movie. His performance adds so much to this movie because mm-hmm. if they if they got somebody who was just like a little bit too generic or didn't have any sort of like wasn't making real choices then it would have fallen like real flat amazing point yes absolutely because he's making choices and 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 fun and interesting ones and uh he's not playing a hero that's so amiable and just pure he's like kind of tortured by the death of his uh wife mother of his child and he's trying to be protective of his child as well. But there's like, he, he he's one of those. Yeah. It's one of those actors where you're so interested in what's going on inside, inside of his head at any given moment. Oh my God. He, yeah. That he's, <laughs> totally. What he's not saying is, is more interesting than what he actually does say, you know? Absolutely. So speaking of his relationships in this movie, I, uh, something that stuck out to me is, is I thought it was so weird that the intro of, the queen of Stormwind, um, who's great. Like I, I loves her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, she just because she because she has such a like confidence to her a uh, um, like wears it well confidence that was just great, wonderful as a like a very dignified, uh, important person in the world to just, you know, uh, prioritize things in a way that she's confident that this is a good move for mm-hmm. this to happen. Whatever. She's calling some shots and, too, because yeah, she's his sister and, and she's kind of, you know. well, but that's what I wanted to bring up is I just, I found it really bizarre because it also comes up a couple times in mention in the movie by other characters and whatnot is that like the relationship between him and his sister seems romantic and sexual that first and it was scene, very jarring yeah that first scene i was confused because it, it it came across that that way <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> and then she had to literally tell him was like remember i'm your sister or something like that or like she's like said i was your, shocking i'm your yeah. sister to to him it's like why would you even have to say that like i don't know like you can just never say that but I was confused at first and then, there? And yeah. then the Gorona even mentioned, like thought that it, they were mates. Exactly. Right. And then there's even reference to it. And so what is going on there that there is an, there, it is alluding that they have a incestuous relationship because that was crazy. Like, where did that come from? And I don't understand why 
you would even allow that as a director of go like the tone of this is too sexual you guys are brother and sister like something's going on here i'm loving that you two actors are vibing right now on a level where you're like very emotionally connected like i'm that's that's this scene does need that but it's also coming like you're also would be down to like hook up right now and that's not the vibe we now i'm remembering when i like what originally started in that scene made me like how they phrase it or something was like it made you think that they had a child together and that like it immediately cut to his son he's like remember that's my child and he's all decked out in all this armor and everything and it's like oh they that's so that's the prince who's actually the son of Lothar and not the king. And, but then he's like, no, we're actually brother and sister. And I was like, oh, I was just, I was kind of lost. And there's already a lot going on in, in the movie. So right. it was just, yeah. But jarring. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, that's, I'm great that you bring that up because that's essentially how that their conversation starts is that they're, um, so, yeah, like Lothar has been uh, globe trotting and finding out that there is this invasion that's happening. And then by the time he gets to the king, it's about explaining to him that there's this invasion happening. And then I wrote down in my notes because it was just very noticeable. And, and also, too, I think I'll bring up my notes mainly when I'm talking about like real critiques of this movie is that the way this movie moves along in the conflict of it is there's no real um there's not enough dialogue because it has so much to get to. So an example is, is that Lothar is there to explain to the king that we need to summon Medivh, the guardian, because we are in dire straits because there's an invasion happening by this race that is just pillaging and, you know, destroying our world. I want and- my, I <laughs> want my Medivh. <laughs> Sorry, you said dire straits. Hey, yeah, I did it. That <laughs> really worked. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah and nailed it <laughs> let's put that on a highlight right now that uh, was like a summoning spell <laughs> to get medieval to come yeah, go. <laughs> and he came for sure yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah like <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was saying, cause I was thinking about, you know, um, how game of Thrones in particular, because I, I think when it comes to the most successful example of so many people getting on board with the universe and in this like medieval sci-fi element, um, that has ever been done is game of Thrones. And it's, be, it's able to do that because, the con like what like people are having conversations about things that are you get it like it it's fine that they're using crazy words here and there but like you ultimately get the conflicts and so much of it is predicated on or like it is built on actual like um human emotion uh, and what have you and there isn't a lot of that be in this movie because mm-hmm. they move through things so much yeah and it was weird to me in the scene of the king agreeing to um summon medivh because of the orcs 
there's never like really a tabletop discussion of it. There's never mm, an, an yeah. introduction introduction like in dune to here's the council mm -hmm. of people who are making decisions and allowing them to have a like a speaking part mm -hmm. to say their piece bring and bring different perspectives and like fill the uh knowledge and understanding of what the priorities are what the conflict is mm -hmm. in this movie it just goes through it and says the king gets on board almost immediately mm -hmm. like it, they're all he does is just prove like this one thing and then only him makes the decision very quickly very relatively easily because there isn't a lengthy discussion about something which you would think is very very important and people have to get involved in and like you know not just his uh another you know another thing that i would critique too and just more selfishly is that when it comes to including the other races of azeroth like they're mm isn't a whole lot there like if i were to equate it to you know the round table in rivendell and lord of the rings there is there's seemingly so much greater sense of here is my like i am representing things providing perspective on what this group of people in this mm. and, and in this movie there is less of that it's very just yeah. self-serving well, to the plot to move it forward quickly and it just doesn't yeah it makes things too simplified and confusing and then also too i think the fans would myself included would really value more of you know yeah i don't need it to be some like quentin tarantino we're all in this room together figuring things out and everybody's got fuckloads of dialogue and we're all trying to get it out but like it would be so much cooler if we spent more time in those situations um to understand the world and it this movie moves very very quickly and it's interesting because it moves so quickly it's very it ends up being boring because you're like, mm. you know, what are we doing? Well, you know, cause all of this is to be said is like, then we have to go, you know, figure out the problem and solve the conflict. And I just think of the gravitas of like the fellowship coming together to go, you know, to go destroy the ring. And when we were like all gearing up and going and getting on horses mm -hmm. and whatnot, I was like, wait, what are we doing again? This, this, like, this part that we're going in this, yeah. Like when they're trying when the humans and you're the you're talking about near the beginning where they're just trying to go out and their purpose isn't even really clear and you know this is a movie yeah. with like based on a game where you have quests uh, go into the deepest forest we're going into odd and weird and, and bring me back the three feet of the most giant dragons that rule the lands um but like this is kind of vague they're like going to just get kind of general information about what's up they're like, I forget what they, right. they have some line about, like, it'd be a lot easier if we had someone, it doesn't matter if they're alive or dead, mm -hmm. something like that, where it's like, it right. would, that would give us information. So we just need to go and check out over there and see, get a live or dead body or something. So they get there and they like, not only get that, but they get Garona, they see the fell, which they is, see the fell, they see the fell, but like that just and seemed that's like, that's what the movie needed them to do rather than like. Sure. They had a very purposeful, direct sort of thing. And then the other thing There's you mentioned. There's very little of building the team as well in that, that I would mm -hmm. love to see is like, let's get more mm -hmm. of the interpersonal relationship building between the, um, between the search party. Because mm -hmm. yeah, they're and just. You could have other races and like, just like, yeah, I'm, 
I'm I'm fr- you know I'm like a, just come over from this other part of the world that I just got you know I'm and now I'm in this city and that's where my family grew up and so now I'm a, a blood elf that's just going to be part of your crew and you know in a very Dungeons and Dragons sort of thing you meet him at a pub or something like that and even like the the round table sort of oh, scene is like pub they too. they have a, so great. they have a round table scene. Uh, but that is very short and all that happens there is like the dwarves are just like no we're not helping you anymore and no we're not getting any more resources and then like the elves are just kind of like yeah you're we don't want to help either but and then that's it like it's like very short that's and it and it's like if you were to have the fellowship of the ring and they're like gimli was like not my axe and legolas was like and not my bow <laughs> and, then, and that's it and then frodo just goes off alone and then we're all on the mountain like yeah. that's how this movie plays out because there's not like yeah oh, there's a pub no... scene now i'm realizing yeah totally that would have been a very D sort of fun sort of thing and meet some interesting characters and that was always like you go to the inn to get a rest you know and to get your hearthstone uh assigned to a certain place oh, and, and all right. that sort of stuff absolutely and there's no strong like yes play a card game hearthstone you know (laughs) it's it's interesting to say that the characters are forget are relatively forgettable but the actors performances are relatively good because Mm. the there are moments that are just solely like getting us through the plot that the actors definitely handle well yeah and i i but this genre and acting in a movie like this really had me thinking when i was watching it where i was like it's so weird to be an actor because like if you were to um, not to be a ben foster right like if you were to have ever played world of warcraft right Uh or warcraft 3 and you get this role because of just exposure where was vin diesel why didn't they get you know whatever and then you gotta you gotta be because there's just moments in this movie where they're just talking about like we gotta go. Get, we gotta go to uh, Karazhan to go get the Karen tour. <laughs> like, as an actor, you're just like, it must be. Uh, you gotta just put yourself you need, in a place. I mean, it's like it reminds me of like Jeremy Irons and Dungeons and Dragons and, and stuff like that. You need like those type of people that are just gonna like take whatever get they got, whatever board. they got. They're, yeah, they're on board. They're gonna take it as seriously as anything not, else. Not and, somebody like, who's like. I feel like this movie is stupid as shit. And yeah, like Mark Wahlberg in Uncharted, maybe? I don't know. Exactly. Like, Absolutely. Like he gives a fuck about video game like video games, let alone video game movies. Right. He's in one, but he's I I don't know. He'll probably forget that he was he was even in, in that. Um but like I god, I love Ben Foster and he just seems like the person that uh yeah, just come comes to the table with whatever is needed and uh I know I was I was saying like they should have brought Vin Diesel and Paul Walker on on the set because I don't know if you know, but those guys used to play World of Warcraft together. No, I didn't know that. I think like on the set of like fast, like on like on the in the trailers. eh, Maybe that's maybe I made that part up. But I there's like some interview where they're like, yeah, we used to play like World of Warcraft and get into PvP and fuck people up. And on people on the other side didn't know that it was Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. (laughs) It's like, oh, man, these guys are cool and every facet of life and (laughs) someone else made this show i'm probably borrowing it but it's like yeah it's like even in wow they're cooler (laughs) than like some nerds like us you know 
Uh, it just goes to show you, though, that anecdote about how popular this game is. Yeah. Because I, uh, I yeah, was like Fast and Furious around, was around that time, I think. The, I don't know. Or those guys were, were made friends around that time. And uh, yeah, it was it was ubiquitous. Everyone everyone was doing it. Anyone who's anyone. It was, it was a great. Uh, it was just. And then second, like it's like a second life thing was coming out around this time, too. It was just ways to just like tap into the Internet, which is uh, such a novel concept alone. There is a in this fight scene when they go out and they meet the orcs and they they uh, have that that battle. There's a moment where an orc throws a horse at somebody that I yeah. thought was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Picks up a horse and just chucks it. Uh, and the guy gets his hand uh, chopped off and they get Garona and this other guy. Oh. And then they, so, they start in, speaking, in that scene. Too. They start speaking orc and the uh, subtitles are in that classic font. I just want to say is so cool. That scene reminded me of Hateful Eight, um, but very short. Because again, this and like movie the stagecoach sort of. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like this, the opening scene. But the, yeah, right. Because you're just yeah, you're like in transit. Uh, you're a like you're in a carriage with somebody who's very dangerous, which can is a really great way to uh, like. It has a lot of tension that I really enjoy. Is like you know any yeah Hateful Eight fucking rocks. I love that movie. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Apple Blossom starts playing. <laughs> I love that movie too. But uh real quick just to go back, I just because uh, I'm being selfish now, but I just want to say like how fucking cool is it where orcs are so big and um that they ride wolves. Yeah. And, and there's this moment where he's riding the his wolf and then guy and then humans come, he jumps off his wolf goes and fights them and then the wolf participates in getting it and i'm like how cool is it That's a horse so never cool. does it does that nah. like how cool is it a ho- like, horse like bucks somebody but that's the closest you're gonna get that's the closest you're gonna get but like how f- it is so fucking tight it's so rad. I, a thing that you ride also be something that's like a lethal fucking weapon that's yeah. fighting with that was even oh. that's even cooler than in the games like but there is like right. A, a multitude a lot of mount stuff in this game which is just so great griffins like, a lot of griffin action which yeah. is awesome hell yeah like it's i don't it's just they nailed it with like that's fan service but it also just ends up being cool no matter who you are like an <laughs> yeah. orc riding a wolf like are you kidding me and yeah you just and then like that that wolf comes back to like fight lothar because lothar has gotten pinned and the wolf is like don't fuck with my master he's like i won't fucking kill your master and the wolf understands it's like okay all right all right we cool we cool and like backs off um and then yeah they they got garona and this this other orc in the in the cage kind of hateful eight style um he's mad at the orc is mad at her for speaking english the human language and uh tries to attack her and then they kill him right lothar just like sticks the sticks the sword inside the cage and kills him mm-hmm. and right, then garona right, goes right. and meets the queen and this scene i enjoyed this piece of like wardrobe uh what's what's the word continuity where they she gives her this blanket uh because it's cold like she's in like a, i think a kind of a cell at first well yeah let, let's talk yet. about that cell and yeah because it's like a magneto level cell where it she looks like, a like set. i mean it's just a, the most she, set looking set well but it, it is a cell 
inside of a prison but the cell she's in is like in the middle so she's in the middle people <laughs> are able to 360 walk yeah. around her and then there's like it makes it easy to shoot yeah it is cg like <laughs> rows of cells but she is just like in the center it's the president's suite of the prison yes <laughs> she is the most important person it does look like magneto she's got a little chessboard um <laughs> and then she yeah the queen gives her like uh food and this blanket that continues throughout the movie in this way that she wears it as a cloak later on and she's just wearing this blanket as like and she and you can tell like when she receives it she looks at it like wow i've never seen anything like this before it like i don't know just the make of it probably i just it nothing was said about it there was no line about the blanket besides just here you go you look cold and then there was just this ascribed sort of importance to it just from visually her wearing it throughout that I just really, I really like that, that level of detail to it. And and that was like a, a wardrobe choice that uh, prevailed, you know, sort of like the thing, like when people talk about stranger things and they find out that like Hopper's wearing, he's like wearing like this bracelet throughout the whole season that you find out was like his daughter's old scrunchie from like the beginning, like there's no, shows a snippet of his daughter mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season or whatever. And she's wearing this scrunchie in the whole season. It's like, Oh, he's wearing like that's that's scrunchie. And they never talk about it. It's like, Oh, that's like, that gives me so much confidence in the movie being made when I know there's decisions being made that aren't fucking like, Oh, we got to tell people, we got to tell people we're putting all this work into it. And it's like a good artist will, will trust in the knowledge, like the knowledge and sharpness of the viewer to appreciate the hard work work that they're putting into it. And, you know, you can walk the walk and that, and that will prevail on, on the screen uh, if you're uh, effective enough naturally and you don't have to, you know, prove it or or overcompensate in any way um that's such a that's such a big deal though in a video game movie so i think that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be understated your opinion right there is like that is a wonderful thing for a video game movie to convey to you as a as a viewer yeah within that detail there's other things maybe they uh it's hard within a video game movie to not just be like uh yeah there's the orc race and there's the human race and mm-hmm. they don't like each other it's like you got to bring people in but even within that there's down to earth char- characters that have elements that are that per- that are personified in, in an effective way emotionally um towards mm-hmm. a, a sharp-eyed viewer like myself mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another thing that just came to mind was uh how great the music was and how yeah. you, you talked about game of thrones and this has a game of thrones feel because it's the guy who did the game of thrones music Ramin Jawadi and uh I I love that guy. I love this guy. He like I'll I will read or listen or play certain video games myself. Like there's this game called Chivalry 2 where you like first person battle with swords and shields and stuff. And I'll put his music on as a the Warcraft soundtrack in particular as a soundtrack to to uh certain things that I'm I'm doing. And I think he's just uh premier fucking like uh guy making music scores out out there i think like whenever he's doing a score it's it's really like great rhythmic sort of tribal elements to it like he does a lot of like drum drums per- per- yeah. percussive sort of uh stuff to his to his music and i i saw a concert when game of thrones was really popular where he uh was like in the round like the whole it was in a stadium it was at the um the forum and we you know it was in the middle of the stadium so everyone's sitting around and there was screens at the, at the top showing game of thrones footage and he was playing the music live 
to all this game of thrones footage like i think it was around season six time or something like that um it was an amazing show and there was uh a moment where serge fucking tonkin from system of a down mm-hmm. came out and sang uh reigns of castamere uh to to the whole forum and uh it was a it was a great show so that's just my little aside about him i think he's great um and then yeah as far as like next big portion of the movie like it's it's really just kind of fleshing out yeah we get Garona and, and the queen we get uh you know the fall of medivh kind of kind of happening here yeah but, um i we've we've talked so much about this movie like i, I feel very like satisfied kind of going over just kind of more big swaths of it um is there yeah absolutely no totally um yeah. i'm just trying to think a lot of the back half of this movie is ben foster mm-hmm. and his turning um into a demon which yeah I, again like if you play the games you get it but as a viewer um it's, it's pretty I'm obvious to, at a certain point you know we can talk about the, yeah. the meeting when they like the orcs and the humans meet in that ravine you know as which uh, is in the games that ravine yeah right Mm -hmm. that that looked really familiar um and then that that goes sour uh you know this the the good orc is trying to duraton is trying to stick up for uh the frost wolf clan and that's that's Mm -hmm. his clan and he's trying to rebel against guldon um you know and and then you get the death of uh lothar's son which uh you know i it's it is what it is. It, the lightning thing was an interesting effect, but I thought it was pretty brutal seeing the guy like stab his son and throw him at the lightning and everything. And it was like, okay, that that animosity was even deepened with with that orc. Um, and you know, I'm I'm just kind of rolling around here. I, I'm thinking right now, just in terms no, of the, the, yeah. in terms of uh, deaths in this movie, if I can just talk about that because that's something death in this movie I thought was handled pretty well and it occurred like i in in meaningful meaningful ways where within the first movie especially when there are moments in this movie and i will criticize it for that where it feels like they're trying to have it be a jump starter for another movie later on which is like okay we don't need to do that but I do Uh, like i want that other movie i i it makes me want it but it's also like you don't need to and they did in a way that it's not, it's not that detrimental, but that stuff just kind of irks me a little bit sometimes. But the thing that is, yeah. so there's a lot of finality to the ending of this movie too. It's like, it kind of blew my mind that both Duraton and Draka both die, uh, which, you know, you just get such a heartfelt scene between the two of them at the beginning of this movie. And to see, see both of them meet like very tragic ends and her giving her baby to the river in a very Moses type situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. in the it's giving me really strong Moses vibes. Yeah. This is going to be Prince of Egypt. It was really Prince of Egypt <laughs> vibes going on here. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to say that Duraton scene was one of the best. Maybe, I don't know. That might be the best scene in the movie where that duel between yeah. him and Gul'dan. Gul'dan. Gul'dan fucking rips off his robe. A, he's got he's these spikes. Big. He's big buff. And he like, and he starts doing some fucking, bullshit fell shit. shit yeah, yeah some fell shit 
and, and I and like and I the like story. Yeah, I, uh, the nuance I, of it. Yeah, the nuance worked for me. I was like so on board with the underpinnings of the understanding that the fell is a problem mm-hmm. and look at this 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 person is the most representative but it's also person. powerful and the orcs like power so and, and so it's like how do you right yeah, how, do you, how can you feel about this absolutely and you feel conflicted about it and you see that the people that are fighting it that you connect with the most are on the right side of things and that fell is not a good thing and it is unfortunate that the whore it's, it's the dark called, side orcs as a whole are called the horde because they just have a horde mentality where they're following Mm -hmm. a leader just because he's powerful but not because he's right Mm -hmm. and i i it came across well i am into that like it worked for me that there is this revolution that's happening within the orc ranks that uh like gives you fodder for like yeah i wanted i want more i want Mm. another movie because like i want to see okay so then let's the next movie is your t like goldan like you're t- you have to take goldan down right and that orc baby is gonna grow up to become the person who does it like a kill bill situation right oh wow like you know so like kill bill volume three is going to be uma thurman's daughter going after no bill's already dead (laughs) 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 he wants to make a kill bill three what's that going to be about where's bill where's bill (laughs) where's bill where's bill what about bill um but that it's going to be that orc baby goel that's gonna come Which back is and thrall thrall that's the that's the right that's who that's is yeah, in the who, game yeah who that becomes uh goel is his given name by his mother and father and um, which them keeping it a secret the whole time was just such a like, we all know who it's going to be, because if you played the game, you know that the son of Duraten is Thrall, who's the main or character right, in okay. all of it. Like gotcha. the most important or character in uh, the Warcraft universe is Thrall. Mm-hmm. And because uh, set it all up. They set it all up and I want more of it. I want because the next one is where Reigns of Chaos is, is that so Gul'dan brings the Burning Legion to Azeroth and then all of the uh, uh, races of Azeroth have to unite under the main power of like the ancients, like uh, uh, almost like a, a tree spirits, kind of like the uh, queen Mance. of the whatever, the whatever in uh, Shadowlands in um, uh She's like the spirit of the forest is her name or uh, in the foresty Ardenweald. Ardenweald, yes. <laughs> but like these these ancient spirits and it's just it then gets into this like almost Princess Mononoke thing yeah. of like the, the you know, there, there are these really ancient spirits that it's good versus evil and they mm. you build up all of these characters that have these really massive powers and i just get so on board with that of uh but this movie does have a hard time me like i don't know it has a hard time either making the characters seem real uh, i don't i guess i'm trying to articulate what it is but like it just the 
there's something missing there where there's not enough characters. There's not enough strong characters. This movie, I it, it is great how they do keep it relatively tight on the characters, but I think that you really have to start introducing well a lot of characters into the story because there is so many facets that really build for this great strong narrative. And also too, just like most science fiction uh, writings or IPs or whatever is it's yeah it needs to be the way that you world build is very important and that is a big part of how i'm judging this and yeah i don't know i i thought it yeah i thought it built a lot and then it also set it up for a way for your mind to wander about what's going to happen next but it's also like the story here is kind of complete and like i said there's a finality to duraton's story and draka and medivh and the king you know, there's a lot of death in war and, and it, and it comes across in his, and Lothar's son. Um, and I, I just, I just appreciated the stakes that were come to fruition and that things weren't so nerfed because they were like getting ready for the next one to kill people off in the next one or something. They're like, no, right. like this is, we're going to push things off in, in an interesting way. They have uh Garona kill the king. And I thought, just an interesting turn of events that was you know, a little quick how it happened. He's just like, you just got to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. Uh, but then setting her up in that position, that makes me want that second movie too, to see what's going to happen with Garona too. I, I, I like, I like where she was set of being like the next uh, leader. Totally. In that scene, I found it really interesting visually how they did that is where they were talking to each other in normal speed. Oh, but everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody around was in yeah. slow speed. Yeah. I, I was so flabbergasted. That blew my mind, that, too. That choice was <laughs> what is going on yeah that was insane oh that was like so discombobulating i was like <laughs> did they just enter a, like a time warp zone is like cadgar right there like i'll cast the time spell so you can have a longer conversation blue light. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane dude yeah i had that's right here in my notes i was i was like what whoa <laughs> this how is, did this is this is weird and i I watched it on Hulu. It was on like FX, like, uh, you know, cut for commercials or whatever. And the points that they chose to put the commercials was so interesting. It was like the most heightened middle of the action scene. Something intense was about to happen. They're like, cut to commercial. <laughs> they were like, perfect, because you're the most leaned in. That is true. That is true. As a page turner of a commercial break, they're like, yeah, you're watching. Like, oh, oh, man, that chapter's over. Okay, one more before I go to bed. Um, and yeah, this. I, I, I wanted to talk about the deaths to kind of get us to the finality of this uh, portion of talking about the story of within this podcast. And we, I think we've done a good job about discussing like how they set up the next one you see. Uh, can you explain to, is there a clear telling of who picks thrall up at the end? Or is that just kind of like, Oh, okay. This is baby's got picked up by somebody. It's like a human or something. Does that like a character that's known? Yeah, I can't remember the name of the okay. character, but it, okay. It so at that character. point, some of the people are like, "That's this the character." This is where the name of Thrall. Yeah, this would be where all the Marvel heads in the post credit scene to be like, "Oh, that's Denetrix of the Galadan prov- uh, galaxy, who's going to come and take over Iron Man in the Phase Two of yeah. <laughs> Marvel meets DC uh, multiverse." uh let's see yeah okay so i'm 
I'm down to move on to. Is there any final final thoughts before we move on to reviews? Well, yeah, look at my notes. Anything in your notes? Uh, I know we kind of jumped around. I liked when Medivh shows up at. Uh, uh, God, the names are just so so hard. Colt Cadgar, Cadgar's uh, place, and he's got all the papers all hung up. Of oh, I love that shit. Yeah, and then he's like. And f- fuck your research and everything just burns like I, that was a cool effect he's like oh i sh- I did some research he's like no and just burns it all and then oh there's the golem fight scene with the medivh uh, too and his like final form looks pretty cool okay and so f- for Kangar's room mm-hmm. i thought it was medivh's place because the way that uh, it, we go into this you're just like well medivh's obviously the crazy one Kangar seems like a re- <laughs> reasonable le- a level-headed person and then we get into this room and medivh's in there and Kangar enters into it. like uh, medivh's the one that's already in there Kangar's entering and then i'm j- and then he's just like <laughs> he's pulling it pepe, silva, pepe silva <laughs> just real unhinged shit from ben foster and i'm here for it man i love it because you just you have so much weird ass shit to sell especially when he turns into sargeras or like the demon. i think that's who that is representative of because like medib is possessed by a leader of the burning legion and that's why he brings the all this you know the orcs in and whatever and participates in that is because he has actually been influenced by a demon and and he turns into that and pretty metal um, it looks cool i fucking dug the shit out of it mm-hmm. uh, isn't it so great that it was like it there was a portion of it that wasn't cg and it was like this gross weird mask that he's wearing it, like it's like actual it really? yeah like it was a, oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah. It coming out sure cg it coming out but then he's like around the it's when like lothar's and, like and trying to like, like talk to him like, Oh, he's right, like, come right, on, right. Medivh, come on, my buddy. It's okay. And he's like, I'm Ben Foster exactly. in a bunch of makeup. This is great. <laughs> Again, like big 310 Yuma fan. We're both big Heller High Water fans. The guy's great. Big Heller. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, yeah, he would probably be a pill to hang out with, but he's poss- great. possibly, but that's that's okay. <laughs> I watch his movies. I don't, yeah, that's yeah that's all that, exactly. That's all that matters. Like, I'm, I'm, so here for it uh yeah the the shield during the lightning scene i thought was pretty there was like just the shield you would need to go through a lightning wall is the one that mm. perfectly curves around you we can see through little hole inlets it looked pretty cool though too um there it was, was this, an orc shield too so it was like there, oh, what because oh the it, shield that he goes through lightning is? yeah yeah oh, yeah because yeah, really? it was it was like a battle shield where it was oh, like yeah it was, this, it was it had cool. like a or a horn and like it was this big thing yeah and there was a little bit of uniqueness and there was a lot of grom hell scream in this oh uh, wilhelm scream grom hell scream grom hell grom hell scream what's that it's this uh important character in uh warcraft lore oh <laughs> the- <laughs> there's <laughs> i was there's oh. like a, that was funny because i have wilhelm scream and that sounded just like because there if you wilhelm scream is that like scream that's uh-huh. like that generic sound bite yeah. that, and there's is in this movie so i was like it sounded just <laughs> what <laughs> sorry continue no, that sounded grom helm screen no wilhelm screen <laughs> no wilhelm <laughs> who's on first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no what's on second uh what is grom helm scream again 
this important character in uh, Thrall's life, like a conflict that happens in like when Thrall grows up and has to, uh, yeah, essentially he like, they become friends, but then they, uh, yeah, ultimately he betrays him because of Fel gets in, you know, it's, it's a plague on the orc race at this point of like uh, warriors who accept the Fel and they turn into, you know, like demons and, and, and go against the, fun you know the tradition uh, and real morals that orcs have mm-hmm. and um he was in this movie a lot that and i uh it was just it, it, yeah so fast which one is that he's the, the guy that has like a uh, black hair that goes like directly down and has like a ponytail he's like a oh samurai looking guy almost oh um, okay but really love that he was in this movie um yeah, there's going to be so many things that uh, big fans are going to point out. I mean, the one that I really liked was when they were like traveling near the beginning, going on their first big quest, and you get that. I forget mer. Oh, I forget what those little creatures. The Murlocs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like. Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, the sound. That sound is great. Yeah. Like, I love it. And you know, and like, tur- oh yeah, turning the guy into the sheep. I mean, come on, that's great. Turning the oh, guard poly- into the, the, the sheep. The polymorph ability. Yeah, the polymorph. Oh yeah, that was he's like, yeah, we'll tele- wear off in like a minute. It's great. That's oh, great. They have they have mass teleport in this, which is a move in Warcraft 3, where Warcraft 3 introduces heroes into the RTS where like oh yeah. Have special abilities. They have names, like that's where Grom Hellscream comes from, too. Uh-huh. It's like he's like a more powerful orc in like the RTS format. And uh for mages, the, like your ultimate ability. So it would go through uh, progressions that ended up becoming like skill trees in World of Warcraft, but there would be like a progression of abilities as you gain levels because because there's the mechanic in Warcraft where you like kind of like uh, what uh, Dota has, right? Is that every map has you starting from like level one to Mm -hmm. level 13 or whatever. It's like that happens in the game. And so once you reach a certain like level cap, then you would get your ultimate ability. And for Mm -hmm. mages, it's mass teleport. And in an RTS, you would cast a really large radius ability to be able to teleport troops from this point of the map to the other point of the map, which is like such a cool fucking mechanic. And you get to see that in this movie. I just love how Medivh each time he did that was like, the line was always like, step into the portal. He always said that, like, step into the portal. <laughs> he's like holding something. Everyone was like, what's going on? He's like, no, step in, step in. Here's a little flower I made out of blue light. Yes. <laughs> he gave it to Garona. Uh, uh-huh. I, I like how there was just a scene between him and Garona. I was like, why would totally. we have a scene between Garona and Medivh right now? Like, uh-huh. what? And that's both really good actors. So yeah, I just yeah. recently watched uh, Ghost Protocol and she's in there. Yes. Oh, that's what she's from. Okay. And she's that movie slaps. Oh, and my God, she- man. I fucking love <laughs> Mission Impossible movies. And I think Fallout's like one of my I, it's possibly it, one of my favorite action movies ever. Like, it's so <laughs> yeah. fucking good. Like, uh, I saw that in the same Universal City Walk movie theater that we saw Warcraft. Fun, funnily oh. enough. Great, great fucking movie. Oh yeah, four, five, and six. I mean, I was a big two head when that one came out, but oh my god, four, five, and six are just out of control. I'm so excited for seven and eight. It's a two part. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. That blew my mind when we 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 saw a movie. We saw Top Gun together, and we saw that trailer. And I remember hearing you chuckle. You're like, huh? (laughs) Or or you did one of those like, huh? (laughs) Like, oh, part one. Okay. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's like, okay, yeah, okay. Calling me out, but okay, Oh no, no, I'm not. Bit. No, I know. No, 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 I know. I know, but I'm just like I'll I'll explain myself in that is that it, to me, I don't it's not it's not inherently a good idea in those types of movies because I fundamentally to me, the reason those movies work is that they're just they're each one uniquely themselves and it it's not it's it's really not so much about this like bigger conspiracy to a de- oh, i mean uh, it's i mean it's a spy espionage thing it always is but it is like the, like yeah. some of the better version of what it, you would want a james bond movie to be where it's so oh, self-contained sure. in its own way yes like, that's what i mean characters will come back again like a Felix Leiter and James, it's like, oh hey, how's it? How you been? Like, oh, I've been doing your. Everyone's kind of just been doing their own thing, and then and then you come back into the world and just get yes. on another mission, and it's impossible unless you're Ethan Hunt. Absolutely. So, yeah, having it be a two parter, you're like, oh okay, why why couldn't you tell the story in one? Well, uh, I think in that context too, what's funny is like trailers are just funny. Yeah, trailers like how important they think they are. Yeah, exactly. Like the Mission Impossible theme starts coming at the end, like, and then it just like shows like, and if it it shows the title, like okay, and then it fades in the bottom part one. One. It's like trying to make it to be like, (laughs) oh shit. And everyone, in the, and everyone in the theater is whispering like, oh, my God. It's oh, part okay. one. oh, shit. Oh, do you want to go see that later? Oh, it's going to be. Oh, and then we got to see part two. Yeah. You know what? It makes he hurt himself. He hurt himself. Did you hear? He hurt himself. He got really mad on set as well. <laughs> it just makes me think about now the best way that that you can do that is the way that Dune did it, where I mm. went into the movie and didn't know it was part one until I was already in the <laughs> theater. And then I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was such a relief. Uh, and I, I kind of knew that the whole way going in was like, okay, you're just doing a part one. The thing I also knew was that they hadn't signed up for a part, like Warner Brothers hadn't signed up for like a part two, which was uh, like, two? infuriating to me of like if i see this movie fucking love it and know that i'm not going to get the second half ugh. but uh, it's lose. yeah but it, it need to be that way in order for the first half to be as great as it was and we you know the second time we brought that movie up that movie is just so good setting everything it up slaps. without like yep. <laughs> within that first 20 minutes it sets everything up with like minimal dialogue it just like uh, the the most expository thing is him listening to his little like doodad of like arrakis is the planet of man they're a a shy halud blah 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 um all right there's one line that said put some spunk into it i like that i think that was during the battle one of the humans like put some spunk into it (laughs) um and that's my last uh note and then um i'm gonna do some reviews ready are you ready for this Let's start with uh, Chris Nashawati with Entertainment Weekly. 25 out of 100. This is from the critic side. As a reminder, it's a 29% critic score. Uh, Chris says, it's soulless, incoherent, Renaissance fair Huey. And since the latest iteration of game series that inspired it, World of Warcraft, already peaked years ago, even the timing is off. Renaissance fair Huey. Huey. It says Huey in a in an actual publication. He wrote Huey Huey <laughs> and sit hit save. Yikes. 
Um, that doesn't go down easy. I, I don't, whether it's, whether it's dressing somebody down or dressing somebody up, that is like, uh, yeah, it's abrasive. Is that how you feel about this? Is it's just like, Oh, it's so, it's so pointless. It's so it's like generalizing like, Oh, it's for nerds. Cause you go to nerds who go to Renaissance fairs. Like those are a bad thing. Like I went to my first Renaissance fair recently and it was so much fun. Um, we'll go on to Peter Travers, Rolling Stone, there he 25 is. out of 100. The dog. What's on screen is a god awful mess, leaving the actors to suck wind while the film collapses around them. Yikes, if never, Peter! If you've never played the game, you might as well watch the movie Stoned. I did both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nailed it. I like how harsh it sounds hearing suck wind. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the most like intense version of breathing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, well, suck wind. <laughs> okay. Suck my wiener. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Calm down, Peter. <laughs> uh, let's uh, go on to Variety with Jeff Berkshire. 30, we're warming up. So good at making the most outlandish elements of his first two films seem completely credible. Jones can't find a way to get this cartoony spectacle to soar. I want to look up uh, Duncan Jones' other movies real quick and just let. Oh yeah, he did Moon. I enjoy Moon. That's like a that is like a tight, small movie. Yeah. Oh, and then Source Code. That's that's kind of batshit, but like entertaining. Mm Um. Okay. Mute. I haven't seen that one. And then he's making this one called Rogue he, Trooper. Oh, perfect. That sounds right up his I like Moon. Uh, Moon is good. Oh, I think I started. I might have started. I don't, mute, I don't think. I didn't really care for it. I don't it think sor- a source code is terrible, right? No, I don't remember hating it, but I also don't remember a lot about it. It's been, been a while since I'd seen it, but it's kind of like uh, the thing is you have to be able to sign up for like a Groundhog Day type movie. For my memory, he like is trying to save like this train uh, either accident. It's either an accident or a terrorist attack or something. It's a terrorist attack. And he's like dead, but like pretty much like, uh, mm -hmm. like almost on the verge of death, but they've found a way to keep him alive and just send him back to that moment over and over for him to try to find a way to save the, what happens with the train. So if you, I don't know for what that's worth. I know some people have a hard time watching like movies that were just like the same day over and over again. Um, mm. let's do AV club 33 out of 100 from AA Dowd definitely establishing that state of the art and chintzy are not mutually exclusive qualities. Warcraft is a perplexing multiplex boondoggle <laughs> rarely is so much time, money and cutting edge technology expended on a spectacle. So devoid of wonder, man, I love critics for these, these yeah. for words they have, they, yeah. they know more words than, than I do. And this one is perplexing multiplex boondoggle. Boondoggle's great. Perplexing multiplex. Come on. Come on. You're you're a poet at that point. And you don't even (laughs) know it. You got to start writing bars, A.A. Dowd. Come on. Perplexing multiplex boondoggle. Well. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. Uh, it sounds cool. Yeah. 
not when I do it, but uh, a doubt could figure it out. Boondoggle's a cool word. Um, and then we'll do two more in the more like just on the verge of fresh category. We got a couple fifties from New York and LA times. We'll start with New York from Manola, Manola Dargis 50, probably the best way to experience Warcraft. A generally amusing and sometimes visually arresting absurdity is stoned. If watching the big screen through a cannabis cloud isn't your idea of a good movie time, though, I suggest that you do what I did and just go with the incoherent flow. Wow. The second critic to recommend viewers watch this movie and inebriated. <laughs> what is it That's about this movie? That's yeah, that is. It really is. That's not like something this game has as like a stereotype. I guess like there's stoners who play video games. I don't know, but like. That must be it, though, which is so fast. Just fantasy. Just, have, just like, oh, like how batshit it is. Just like turn your brain mm-hmm. off. You'll have more fun. It, it's weirdly like a like a dog whistle or them saying something disparaging about a group yeah. of people mm-hmm. in, in, in a way that's uh, like kind of pretentious. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, like just condescending mm-hmm. or just kind of like, yeah, it's for nerds. Like watch it while you're stoned when you're or like when you don't care and don't think too hard. <clears throat> but if you thought harder, I don't know, maybe you get into the, some of the, some little tidbits, but playing the game oh. is going to, it's just going to mean a lot more to you if you play the game. I guess um, so. What that makes me think of, well, actually, I'm going to put a pin in that. You have another review. Just one more critic review from yeah. Justin Chang from LA Times. 50, 50 out of 100. There are stretches of tedium in this lumpy and derivative mythology, to be sure. But there are also immersive IMAX 3D backdrops, striking ambiguities, and irresistible moments of straight faced lunacy. The line between hack work and labor of love may be perilously thin, but you can sense the difference in the way Jones earnestly, wholeheartedly embraces the magic that powers this realm. Yes. I was, I like that review. Uh Uh-huh. I like that one. That seemed like a real, somebody who really gave it a chance, but doesn't know jack shit about the the games (laughs) or anything, but just kind of like, wow, this direct and gave props to the director for, uh, yeah, making sense out of, uh, such a big, big thing, and then adding a lot of visual mm. elements that uh, were fun. Um, did you want to say your your piece now, or no. should I do uh, customer stuff? Customer, no, definitely customer stuff. Audience yeah. stuff. I'm doing Amazon reviews, so it'll be customers of Amazon. It's a good... I, I enjoy going here for reviews, but uh, just to remind everybody for the audience score, with 25,000 ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 76%. And on Amazon... If you care about those numbers, it's got an average of four and a half out of five from 18,000 ratings. 71% of the ratings are five stars. Uh, if you, you know, you number heads out there. Mm, number heads. Uh, let's start with. People will probably smoke weed and listen to podcasts. Right. Those things go together. Mm-hmm. If you listen to a podcast, you probably smoke doobage. Um, <laughs> Let's start with uh, Karen DeCrane, titled, It would, would Have Been So Easy to Mess It Up, CGI Used Badly, and dot, dot, dot. Uh, maybe that was just an excerpt of the review that I'm about to read. I've been playing Blizzard games as long as there have been Blizzard games to play and never thought a movie could do justice to my in-game experience. I was very pleasantly surprised to find that the movie not only stands on its own, 
that serves as an enhanced experience to those of us who have played WoW for so many years. It would have been so easy to mess it up. CGI used badly and too often, a bias for one side over the other, an attempt to recreate one of the expansions, lore that didn't fit with the ongoing story. Yet they managed to avoid all of those pitfalls. CGI didn't take over. As an example, the Griffin scenes were just great, with the creature showing a definite personality and only used when it truly fit the action. Nice. The lore yeah. was a part of Azeroth, yet with new wrinkles we might have only speculated about from in-game events. The Horde was not portrayed as merely simple-minded, heavily muscled killing machines, but rather thinking and feeling beings that you could develop a connection to and even a high level of respect. In short, I truly enjoyed this movie far more than I thought I would and hope that another one is in the works. For the Horde. For the Horde. For the Horde. Loktar. I like that review. That was, that was very nice. Um, we'll go on to Artem. Five stars. Very few people... Ha- very few people succeeded in making enjoyable video game adaptation. In fact, most video game adaptations are so bad that they tarnish the name of the game itself. People just don't believe anymore that movie about a video game can ever be successful. But this is a damn good short overview of the Warcraft world complete with amazing graphics and acting done very well, especially Travis Fimmel as Lothar and Paula Patton as Garona. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. It was immersive, and it also made me remember my countless hours in Warcraft. Orcs and humans, as well as Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness. Ooh, this person goes way back. It even made me remember one particular mission from Warcraft 2, Beyond the Dark Portal. I think where you command Goldon and take human souls. In this movie, even shields were just like those level 3 armor upgrade icons in Warcraft (laughs) 2. They get This person knows. Even ships on the map resemble human destroyers. I just disappointed I haven't seen mages cast Blizzard. Ooh, Blarge would like that. Oh, good uh-huh. times. I think I have never seen anything that good about a cult game I played almost five, 25 years ago. Those are some details that I really appreciate hearing about because that's like, again, like a labor of love that yeah. goes unnoticed by me, but I nerd out over plenty, plenty of shit and other, other things. So it makes me happy when people get excited over that. Um, let's do a uh, from dark, dark Shinji 250 ex- uh, titled expected a train wreck and came out loving it despite creative license. Having followed the Warcraft lore since the days of Warcraft orcs and humans, I'm showing my age. I have to say that I went into this movie expecting a train wreck. You dog. What I got was an enjoyable movie that while it took some creative liberties with the story of Warcraft orcs and humans was pretty faithful to the source material. Granted, some things were off, but I'm willing to forgive them since I expect there to be a Warcraft two movie. One most yeah. likely not based upon the original Warcraft two tights of darkness game. For one, if you remember the story of Warcraft orcs and humans, then you'd remember that we humans lost that war by the time Lothar came back from Karazhan Stormwind had already fallen. Its army and people were scattered. King Lane was dead by Garona's hand and Stormwind itself, not at the Dark Portal, with Lothar leading the survivors across the Great Sea to the shores of the kingdom of Lord Daron. I expected this to happen in this movie, but obviously the writers needed to leave something for a second movie. The artwork was beautiful. The armor and weaponry was very faithful to the source material. The Lion's Pride Inn and Goldshire looked like the one from the World of Warcraft. Yes, yes, it wasn't quite the same, as in-game, since there were aspects missing that are only found on the Moonguard server. But we won't get into that here. Yes! <laughs> Overall, I love the film and I'm waiting for the next one. Ah, oh, man, these 
these audience members really want this next movie. I do too. Yeah, I, I feel it. Um, maybe like one, one, two more. Uh, let's see here. Mm-mm-mm. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of love here. Just just scanning over everything. Uh, this was from Happy. This is from Jalara, titled "Happy Gamer." If one has played WoW or not, this. If one has played WoW or not, this is an entertaining movie, true to the world of WoW. The world in the movie is beautiful, better than any cutscene in the game. Only complaint is the hanger at the end. Part two, please. Um, and then we'll end with "You God," titled "The Best Movie Based on a Video Game Ever." Few movies based on video games have done well. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tomb Raider. Or at least none of them have strong storylines that anyone can understand besides those who played the games. For this movie, if you played ROC, not WoW, you'll love this, but it's not a requirement. What's ROC? I'm not sure. They take an artistic adaptation to the original story while at the same time throwing in bits from the video game. Enough to make fans tingle and say, I remember that, or I hate when they use that power. What really makes me give this five stars is the messages and how powerfully the movie concludes. You've never seen an ending like this, and the film is packed full of subliminal messages, some of which I think are even taking a shot at our current society with regard to women. Wow. Wow. Dropping a fucking bomb at the end there. Holy shit. Wow. You God. Literal God. So the women are the works? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> that like cuz I like the actual women characters in this movie or like yeah, if they're thinking like something right like putting all the people in cages like I that's like making me think of like sexual trafficking or something now. Or yeah, something, yeah, something yeah. Like that, wow. human trafficking. Um he's just sucking their souls out of their bodies. Oh. And using yeah, the the power and control and how that transcends to the men in the village and how that transcends to the children and everyone else and uh culture how that how toxic it can be sometimes or whatever, but I right. like uh I don't know. I like how badass Draka is in this movie too and she's mm-hmm. as much of an orc as and or as much of a warrior as as anyone else the only reason they get mad at her for going through the portals because she's pregnant that's the only that's the only reason they're they're upset with her but then that that baby's gonna go on to do some big things no no other baby's been through a portal like that thrall's a special little little orc baby um Mm. but i give the floor to you l brandini if you want to kick us off for final or is yeah or do you want to say anything about like polarizing nature of uh, of this movie it just seems like i don't know natural that critics just yeah, would have a hard time getting into this world of Warcraft that we got here and audience members is what this movie's made for. This movie is made for the audience side of things. If there is a delineation between the two, um, it's a bummer. The critics didn't enjoy it as much, but it does. It's fine that they didn't, right? No, you I honestly wouldn't really expect it. And yeah, uh, that's what I it's like it's to a, be a fan of something like, like a, of an IP mm-hmm. where you, I, I get it why, um, you know, fandoms of some of the biggest IPs out there, your Star Wars, your um, Star Trek, you know, I mean, for, uh, all for me, Jurassic Marvel, World. Tra- yeah, like you can go, you can look at a, you know, a criticism from a critic who is obvious like they're i don't know it seems obvious from their perspective that they just don't understand the source material so them writing about it it, it's the movie wasn't for them and they Mm. don't get it so they're being disparaging because they're like i'm you know i don't understand 
yeah, this is this isn't for me. And having that influence the way that they're critiquing the movie. Yeah. It's understandable why this movie is polarizing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me happy that uh, as a video game movie, it was successful in getting those things across that the fans enjoy and not Uh having it seem so forced. It, It really seemed like there were, the world was filled out full of things from the game. It wasn't just like, Oh, we decided to run our own way with it. And then we just threw a couple little tidbits of things that people would really like. It's like, no, it's chock full of it. And and every, everywhere you look, it kind of reminds you of, of things from, from the game. And, you know, I, yeah. And like certain aspects of uncharted was just kind of like, yeah, we'll, we'll throw in like the stuff that, that people will, you know, get a kick out of it. We're just going to kind of go, go our own way or what I've heard about this halo TV show. It sounds like, the dude just has his helmet off like half the time. And it's just oh, like, no. you've, there has been like how many fucking halo games and the whole thing is you don't see his face. And they made this whole Mandalorian show very effective with a guy who looks like Pedro Pascal, like barely ever really never showing his face. Uh, yeah. And he looks like Pedro Pascal and they still don't show his face. And it's, um, it's a great show. It's, and it's awesome. But it's like, yeah, I hear about this halo show that it's just, it's, they're just don't, they don't give a fuck about like the source material, um, which is the, probably the case with a lot of stuff uh, that that is like video video game based when it gets passed around to different directors and there's different scripts. And then it's just like kind of like a cash grab and everything. This is something that uh, is is an interesting. Maybe I can just roll into my review right right here. Is yeah, cool? it's like an interesting to thing to behold as like something that successfully gets the feel across. And I I think that is the most difficult thing, whether it's based on a book like Dune or something like that, everyone's got their own interpretations of what that feel is like. And to get that like baseline for, for everybody, I think that's really difficult and, and vital uh, for it to be a successful piece of entertainment. And I was entertained in this movie uh, for the, for the most part, you know, I think there's, some portions in in the middle with the medieval uh, downfall. That's kind of like, yeah, we know he's get, he's getting there, and, and it's kind of dragged out. And uh, some of that, I, I was saying, as some as the blah, 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 some of the CG within the action scenes wasn't like my favorite because it was just a little blurry, a little a uh, little messy of like so much going on. Yeah, a little bit of this, you know, and uh, like just it, it was effective in just close. It, I wasn't blown away how effective the close-ups were and kind of just like a, yeah, like remind me of watching like James Cameron's avatar or something like this works. This, these effects work and I'm engaged with the human emotion being portrayed through these uh, CG characters. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll give in to the critics in, in certain ways. It's like, this can be a hard uh, cookie to crack, you know, to, to navigate this, this storyline um, so I'll, I'll, I will definitely give, give in to, to some of that. And, uh, Brandon, I think you, you put it very well where there isn't so much resonance on some of these dialogue scenes because they just kind of have to wrap it up quick and move on to the next one. So there's no like emotional resonance after the fact, it kind of just moves, moves quickly on, um, to the next thing. And even that goes for like the romantic entanglement between, uh, Lothar and Garona, like I think wasn't fully fleshed out as much as maybe 
it could it could have been like I, I kind of wanted like a little bit more between them. They had the, a nice conversation when his son died, but that seemed more about his son than they're about their their romance. And I think it wasn't as earned as maybe uh, I wanted it to be. And then my other criticism would be, yeah, it's like I get that it's a big expansive thing and you want to leave stuff for the future, but it is yeah, it's just kind of frustrating some of that stuff when it's kind of left left hanging uh but that's that's a very that's kind of minor because i also like the my brain kind of imagining what can happen next uh with corona and with uh thrall and the and these other things too and i like the finality of the deaths of of uh some of the main characters the duel scenes were absolutely lit they were they were so good. I liked all of the duel scenes, kind of like my favorite in terms of action. The CG is fine when it's just a, like the horde of the orcs around them, and then two just just going at it. Whether it's uh, the two orcs or or Loth- Lothar's battle with the with the other guy with the big uh, claw hand, um, and great effects on the on the vistas, like I said, with all the cities. I thought the and seeing like Medivh's big statue and all that stuff, like the set design was, uh, there was just so much work put into it. It was all there. There's yeah, yeah, definitely lots of green screen, sure, but there was like a lot of like castle wall, like castle keep scenes where it's like everything's right there. The library looked really cool. Um, I love fantasy adventure movies. This one was a little harder to get into. It's a it's a little. Uh, I think it is a lot of CG. Like, it, it, you know, someone in the reviews, I think, said it's not. It's like, it, it, it for sure is. And if you, you know, I, I think it's just well done, you know, for the for the most part. I'm somebody that has a, kind of hard time just diving into some of that stuff if it's, if it's all that. But then uh, they, again, are able to emote through all of those uh, characters. So... I'm going to give this a, a solid 65, 65% feels, feels good for me. Like definitely over the hump of being fresh, enjoyable, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not, it's not something I'll hail as like one of my favorite fantasy movies or anything. I think it's just this, all this credit that I've been giving it, I think is just surprised a little bit at how well they were able to work within uh, the, the material. And it's a lot of credit I'm giving it for uh, for doing it, um, but those knocks will be big, big enough for it to go to around a 65, which I, I still think it's fresh. I think it's a fresh, fresh flick, I think. And I'd recommend it. If someone was looking for like a fantasy fantasy movie, um, even, I don't know, if you weren't, if you didn't know anything about Warcraft, maybe on the fence a little bit. Uh, if you really love fantasy, then then give it a shot. Um, this whole getting stoned thing. I don't know. I mean, it's fun if you want to watch a fantasy movie, but <laughs> it's not necessary. That's just a funny thing. Uh, that, that is my remo- review onto you. Uh, great Brandini. Yeah. The, the death night of the party. I know I'm going to come in here. Um, <laughs> I'm a pally baby. I'm a, I'm a pally. No, I, I think you're, yeah, I think your review totally makes sense. And uh, the points that you were, um, the points that you were making are so valid and yeah, I, 
when recommending this movie, it's most effective if you recommend it like, uh, you know, if somebody has played the video game and hasn't seen this movie, you need to go see this movie because this movie is for you. And I in that a demo, I think it could win eight, you know, 80 percent of the time around there. And that's a wonderful quality for a video game movie. I, I get that it's advantageous financially or maybe when it comes to being a historic, like historical cultural landmark to be able to communicate a message that resonates with a broad audience in a way that they don't have to have played the video game to understand what's going on. And it is surprising in this movie how often it accomplishes that by providing a really strong foundation of heart within Duratan and Draka's relationship. And that is also something to be uh, uh, praised about this movie uh, because again, I feel like a broken record, but that is a good quality of a video game movie to do that. And so I, I, I see the flaws when it comes to, where the critics are coming from as what is this doing for film? What is this doing for the culture? What is this like? What is it? How great of an impact is it? And I, I, I get approaching this movie and critiquing it as it should be more accessible. I don't quite understand all of these uh, relationships with stuff. It's too much CG and not enough uh, like being grounded in a reality that I'm, I, I, I can easily make sense of. And it could be that I think there's a way to do that. Uh, it, it's interesting now having this discussion about how, I think to me, a uh, like an important quality of Lord of the Rings and why I love it is because it is so um, not CG and it's so gritty and dark and, and violent and, and that regard. And then the Hobbit is entirely CG and I don't like it. it it's really interesting that if you just start from cg which it's that high go- frame rate thing too or that that actually ends mm. up looking like a video game absolutely and as a fan of the video game like i had seen much poor quality visuals and cutscenes that i was totally enthralled with um because of just the subject matter is really a, it, a wonderful story and again a critique that i would have for this movie is is that uh it it handles mainly well uh characters in the world but there are a lot of characters just even in this movie that are just so one-dimensional and they're i guess maybe i should just give an example of what i'm thinking about when i'm thinking of this critique is that i didn't we didn't get a lot out of medivh and his like um understudy or whatever you want to call it there Mm -hmm. wasn't really any weighty scenes with those two the fell Uh, stuff yeah or i'm sorry that maybe it's something else i'll stop interrupting 
but nonetheless, like the, that to me would make this a better movie if we got more of those scenes. I we did get some of them. I thought it was a really great scene between the king, the queen, um, Draka. There was a where they're all in a room talking and figuring things out, and I really enjoyed it. So it's not like it didn't do it all the time, but I think that um, it, 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 yeah, it just doesn't handle characters well. Uh, a lot of this is it a pretty generic. Um, I don't want to downplay too much the Draka Duratian relationship, but there are a lot of very generic, simple uh, relationships being told mm-hmm. in this movie, and yeah, it's sure. relatively vapid. Overall, you could come at it, and uh, uh, to a degree, I get about being stoned because it's just so much more of a spectacle than anything of of substance at times. But the fact that it does have substance, the fact that it does appeal uh, with just uh, appeal to people that like the source material um i think those things are just yeah it's important it's good that it does this i enjoyed this movie i love the source material i'm gonna give this movie though because i think it could be better but i still love it a 78 percent. 78 hell yeah I, i'm i'm so glad you had a a good time with it um that there's movies like this that are being made that are enjoyable and fun and are uh yeah, about an IP that we can relate with that I feel like we've sunk a good amount of time into yeah. the world and its ideas. And we're so primed with Lord of the Rings that it just it just caters to our uh our sensibilities. And it's it's something that yeah, I, I always second guess my reviews or my my scores. Um, but regardless. I enjoyed it, had a, had a good time watching it. And I always, uh, enjoy discussing this kind of stuff, not to mention these, you know, this is our, our wheelhouse and in, in terms of video games, yeah. something that we do a lot together and, uh, something that I've been playing this video game more within the past year or so after trying it when I was in high school on my, you know, crappy kind of laptop and not knowing what to do and getting lost and getting killed by everything. And then now we're playing again with, uh, Blarge, Pascus Blarge Jr. And he's got a Frost Mage. And I got a Paladin. And we got our other past guest, uh, Aaron. And he's got his, you know, tank, his, his demon, demon knight. And it's like, we're, we're cruising around. We're doing dungeons. We're, uh, we're having uh, memorable times together in, in this, uh, world that they've created. And it's cool that it's represented in this, in this other medium. Um, and, uh, cheers to that. My, uh, my brother, my fellow co-host. And on that note, let's, let's move on to our, we never discussed or, uh, talked about our, uh, decision. If we're going to keep the right. video, video game series going. Um, I, th- I think we have to, I threw three, the summer of video games choices into the chat. Silent Hill, 2006, baby is yeah. what I'm, uh, peep in all right that or resident evil i'm down to flip a coin yeah i mean or we yeah we can do both and we can flip a coin about uh or we can do both which one yeah which one we do first because if we okay so how many this is our third Uh and then these can be our final two i mean a a five piece of video game movies that could be good or is that too much should we keep it to four no let's just keep going (laughs) it's just that's all we do that's all that's we do. All, we talk, we talk about video game movies. <laughs> that's all we're going to do right now. <laughs> I looked at the list and it's like, oh, it's it's 
finite. I mean, obviously everything, all lists are finite, <laughs> but it's like surprisingly finite. There's like not too many out there. So um, yeah, let's, let's flip a coin to see which one we do first or maybe at all. Maybe next week we're like, no, we're done. Um, but I'm going to get a little coin flip situation going right here. Uh, let's see. How should we ascribe this? Um, we'll do Resident Evil Heads, Silent Hill, Tales. Good. Ready? Yep. Blah, 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 flipping, flipping, flipping. Heads. Resident Evil. Boom. Boom. All right. So we'll be doing Resident Evil 2002. Uh, next week, we will have our discussion about the Mia Jovovich uh, film. I mean, there's like, there's so many Resident Evil movies, but they all have different like subtitles and whatnot. This is the uh, 2002 original one. I think like Michelle Rodriguez is in it and whatnot. Um, there's the dogs. Of course, we got a 35% from the critics. We got a 67% from the audience. Fits our polarizing movie description. I am excited to jump into it. Uh, too. I'll read a little synopsis here. Based on the popular video game, Mia Jovovich and Michelle Rodriguez star as the leaders of a commando team who must break into the hive, a vast underground genetics laboratory operated by the powerful Umbrella Corporation. There, a deadly virus has been unleashed, killing the lab's personnel and resurrecting them as the evil undead. The team has just three hours to shut down the lab's supercomputer and close the facility before the virus threatens to overrun the earth. And like, I just kind of want to remind people, we'll talk about it next week, but they made like shitload of sequels to this. And this first one already has polarizing reviews, just blows my, as a 35% from critics. And they made like fucking, I don't know, 10 sequels or something. (laughs) We're going to get into it. Um, And we're going to just do all the sequels as well, just to be sure. Uh, Brandini, it's been a blast. Uh, if you want to reach us or watch us or hear us live, uh, you can join us at twitch.tv slash polarized pod. You can watch us live, uh, recording these. We do a little hangout sessions beforehand where we just shoot the shit to some lo-fi beats. If, uh, you want to join us and, and hang out and then we just jump right into the full record. No edits, baby. It's, it's all live. <laughs> it's like polarized night live with yes. Horatio Sands. <laughs> Sherry O'Terry. Molly Shan. I got to pick a new one. I, I feel like I pick the same, I same one every, every time. Let's go with uh, Tim Meadows. Chris Catan. Yeah, that feels good. Uh, how about someone newer? Kyle Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Wig. And special guest. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh no, we can't. Oh, he's been. Oh nope. Alec. Nope. Alec Baldwin isn't invited back right now. He's a little busy right now. He's <laughs> he's taking some time off. We don't know why, but we'll we'll talk to you later. Um, and then if you want to, yeah, we're on Twitter, Polarized Pod as well. Uh, if you want to send us an, a line via email, polarizedthepod at gmail.com. If, in, any movie requests, ideas, uh, any sort of other uh, things you want to send us. <laughs> this has been James and Brandon, the Polarized Podcast. I am the forever guest. That is the great Brandini. This. We will see you next time for Resident Evil. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Lothar.